This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined in studio by Molly Williams. Hello, Molly. Hello, Sarah. You are up and walking without a hitch, it seems. Yeah, three weeks post knee replacement. I know. Yeah. It's amazing. Three weeks today, as I'm sure you well know. So. I do. Yeah, it's it's been a tough road to hoe. Really? You haven't made it seem tough uh, at all. It's, yeah, like the first week wasn't too bad. I, I guess still had a lot of pain meds on. Then I tried to come off the pain meds because the constipation was so bad. Mm-hmm. And th- then the pain just came back and I had to go back on. And it's just been, it's been really tough. I don't sleep. Um, mm. It's kind of constant pain. It is getting better now. They increased my dose on the Lyrica. And um, I feel like in the last two days, things have gotten better. Okay. And I feel like I'm getting a little more mobility and stuff. But yeah, I'm 100% glad I did it. I think it's going to be great. But it is no joke. But you have been so, making such rapid progress. I mean, it seemed like you barely used a walker, and then you used a cane. And yesterday, you and I went to the dog park and yeah. did two laps at the dog park. Yeah, I know. I, and that that's great. Um, although I go to physical therapy, and uh, I'm at, well, let's see, they got me to 108 on my bend, and that was like her pushing on it like... <laughs> It was, a, it was a little bit of a cheat of a 108 and they really, they want me to get to 120. So they're like, you're saying percentage of a uh, angle. Yeah. On an angle knee. on the bend when I need. So they mm-hmm. want to get to 120. So it's like, you know, they're like, eh, you need to do a little more pushing on this, bending it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. My quad strength hasn't come back uh, all the way yet. So, and they're a little bit like, we're not sure why you're in so much pain at this point. Cause I should oh. be in less, but. Oh, I'm on, sorry. Uh, yeah. On the other hand, everybody's different. So. And it is it is getting a little bit better, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you go to group physical therapy sometimes still, or no? Yeah, yeah. So that'll happen for the six weeks post op. Um, but it, it it's like two people in there, you know. Oh, so okay. It's, it's not okay. like you know she's. Oh, I thought right it, I thought me. it was a larger pool, and you were saying at first how much better you were doing than folks who were. There. Oh well, yeah. At the be- at the beginning, although you can definitely tell we're checking each other out to see like, <laughs> oh, I see how you're doing that step. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, raise it up a little bit there, baby. I, I got you. Watch me. Yeah. <laughs> How many weeks are you out? <laughs> of course, most of them are in their 70s and 55. You know, there is something I've heard that younger people have a harder time recovering from knee replacements. And I'm really? not really sure why that would be. But yeah. 
you know, I don't know, maybe like if you have stronger muscles, maybe like there's more stretching. I'm making this all up. We should ask, we should ask our host. She's a physical therapist. (laughs) She used to be right. Yeah. Yeah. Our guest. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I'm just amazed at how mobile you are. Oh, well, thank you. And I, yeah, me too. And I'm I'm glad I did it. And I'm looking forward to getting better. And you are running again. I am. I went four miles this morning. Four miles. (laughs) Four miles nonstop. Yeah. Wow, yeah, nonstop. A, nonstop, yep. And so, I mean, maybe if there was a, you know, a busy street, I might have stopped before yeah. crossing it. But uh, yes, so I've been doing three miles kind of consistently, maybe two, three times a week. And I did three and a half once. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can make it to four. So mm-hmm. I did. And it felt... It felt pretty good. Felt pretty good. Yes. And, you know, I'm not breaking any land speed records, but mm-hmm. I'm out there doing it. And, and, uh, yeah, it's nice to expand my circle of where I can reach. Look for know. more change. Yes. None today. Hmm. Yeah. But yes, it, it feels great to be back out there. Um, although it's never going to be spring here. So I, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is cool. On Monday for the first time, it was raining and it was only in the high 30s. Mm-hmm. It was raining hard. And I'm yeah. like, that's bogus. So I did actually use the treadmill, which is really, I don't know, I'm a little bit more of a fair weather friend <laughs> now that I don't run quite as far. So anyway, but yeah. yeah what do yeah. you do in a couple days a week? Um, yeah, typically Monday, Wednesday. About two miles Thursday morning. That's uh, oftentimes on Saturday. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a lot. That's yeah. good. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 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 But my mind is really still on John, my seventeen-year-old son, and oh yeah, <laughs> his uh, choreography. I was saying student choreography award because now, thanks in part to a press release that I sent out on behalf of Jefferson Dancers, he has been on several news programs, oh, wow. local news shows. So he was on a local news segment on Sunday with the young dancer who also won recognition in that same category. And then tomorrow, as we record this, he and the artistic director of Jefferson Dancers is going to be on that show, Think Out Loud, a local Mm -hmm. NPR show. Everybody in Portland listens to. They do. They do. It's broadcast. I I told my husband, he's like, don't they play that thing like twice a day? (laughs) They do. It's it's live at noon, which is when they'll be on. Oh, that's great. And then they rebroadcast, I believe at seven at night. Uh So um, they had a little test run yesterday. And according to the artistic director, Steve, he said that John did a really good job. So yeah, the segment is on his piece, but also on, you know, how the lockdown affected the arts and, mm-hmm. and dance and things like that. Yeah, I mean, John completely stopped dancing except for tap during yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Lockdown. So he's a good one to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. I'm yes. so happy. Yeah. So when John was a little boy, uh, he would do, you know, those uh, dance games. Oh, you know, yes. With, oh, with like uh, we we dance. Yeah. And yeah. so Sarah was sending me sending me video of it. And I said, you need to get that boy and dance. You need to put him in ballet. So I don't want to take all the credit. Right. But you and I did used to scheme when uh, in sixth grade, when he finally did take a dance class at school, the teacher called me and said, your son's really talented. We need to get him into some sort of dance lesson. And so that mm-hmm. I remember you and me, because your oldest daughter was a Jefferson dancer yeah. as well. And so you and I just for miles just talked about how John could get into Jefferson dancers and wouldn't yeah. that be so fun. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We made it. We made it come true, Molly. You and me. <laughs> John's hard work. <laughs> yeah, 80% of us. Yeah, or the program itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So and then uh, on Friday, then he and the uh, 
other student choreographer are going to be interviewed on another local TV show. Oh, along with Steve, the artistic director. So just very exciting. And so. then and then the big show is coming up in May. Uh, in April, yes. April oh, 20th April. to 22nd down at the Newmark Theater. Yeah, Jefferson Dancers in their annual spring show. So anybody in, oh. the, in the Portland metro area, please come. Yeah, always a great show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well... Our guest today is Laura Green. She's a comedic content creator who enjoys finding the humor in running and fitness. And on Instagram, she has more than 112,000 followers. Laura is the mom of two young sons. She and her family live in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Laura was also a physical therapist and is one of the original November Project coaches. So Molly, you are the co-host because you and I like to laugh a lot. So oh, great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I love her stuff. I watch her on TikTok and Instagram. She's very funny. Yes. And you are such a fan of TikTok. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Excited. <laughs> it's so nice to talk to you, Laura. I follow you on uh, social media. I spend way too much time on TikTok. I've looked at all your content. It's great. You're very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all spend just way too much time on social media? <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, tell us about your running background. My running background. Uh, so I you look, you look super fast. I've been. I used to be faster, uh, but haven't. Or didn't we all? I started running when I was thirteen. So I wow. was in junior high, and I was running on the varsity high school team for cross country. Mm. And the reason that we all got into running, so I'm one of five, I'm the middle, and we all got into running because my older brother got into running, and so we just kind of all followed. But I was a soccer basketball player and didn't have a fall sport, so cross country just kind of fit in there to kind of get in shape for everything else. And so, yeah, so I started cross country. actually did not run indoor track through high school. I played basketball, and then I did a mix of soccer and outdoor track through high school and went to a very competitive New York State high school. I'm sure it's this way in every state, but New York to me just seemed like incredibly competitive at the time. <laughs> Like in regionals, like New York always kind of like was in the top there tier there. But um, I joke all the time that I used to race Molly Huddle. I mean, her and I were on the same starting line. Like I, I don't know, if, wow. I don't know if she knew she was racing me. But um, once that's why she went so once fast. The gun she was went worried. off. Yeah, she was kind of in her own race all the time. But yeah, so went to Northeastern University in Boston. And ran track and cross country there for five years. And mm. when I graduated, I was very sick of the track and competing. But I, it's hard to just like stop moving your body, you know. So I, of course, kept mm -hmm. running. And it was just kind of more of a mode for me to like see new places and to stay active every day. And I've run like a handful of marathons, a handful of half marathons. Definitely not my distance and <laughs> definitely not something mm -hmm. that I'm even like racing, racing when like, of course I'm like competitive, but I wouldn't, I would never call myself like a competitive marathoner. Like I am just like out there to compete with myself, but it's just not my distance. It's so far. I'm so bored. I'm so <laughs> bored the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And then I've done, I've done like a couple trail races, which I want to do more of because there's at least something interesting about a trail race. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Well, that's what makes you so funny is that you have all this experience and it definitely comes through with your comedy. Like, you know, the brands, you know, what runners are like, you know, like all sorts of types of runners, you know, really competitive and just like the average person, you know, like me, like, oh, I hate this. 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 Yeah. And now you're surfing too. That's right. And I'm a surfer so finding- now. So. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Those were a huge, huge waves. waves. Huge what were waves. they? Like six <laughs> inches or six to 12? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally. Yeah. But I think I, I, I've been most types of runners at some point over the last 20 plus years, you know? So at one mm-hmm. point I did take my running very seriously. And at one point I was incredibly out of shape and coming back from kids or injury or just starting from the bottom again. So I feel like I can relate to most variations of runners in the journey. Mm -hmm. So I try and hit different points. And it's funny, like you just like some skits land with some people and some skits land with other people, you know, they can get very niche. (laughs) Yeah, they're great. Well, you started with the surfing. Just tell me a little bit more about the surfing. Like why surfing? Mm. And what about this cold water? I mean, you know, and of course, on the West Coast, it's like, it's always cold water surfing. But for you, it's it's different. Yeah. So I lived in California for a while. I lived in Hawaii for a little while. So I have surfed, Mm. but I would not a good surfer, but I love to be out there. And gosh, being in the water is just one of my favorite things. And so when we moved back East, I went through like a very big identity crisis, which like I can laugh about now, but like it was very real at the moment. I used to lead November Project, which is this free workout group. And it was out in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So for like five years, I was in this leadership position. And then I was, I wasn't anymore. I was about to become a mom and I don't know. It just was, it was really hard. And one of the things of becoming a parent is being like, ah, like, are we going to stop doing fun stuff? And Mm -hmm. it hit Mm -hmm. me very hard. And I used to travel nearly every week or every other week. So that was obviously not going to happen as often. And my husband's attempt, one of his many attempts, he he was throwing everything at the wall. One of his attempts was <laughs> to have this surfboard made for me. So my friend, his college Ooh. roommate, Darren, made this board for me. And it's beautiful. Mm. And I got to choose the colors. He put stripes on the bottom because, like, I was like, <laughs> there, I am very afraid of sharks on the East Coast because we spend our summers, a lot of it, in the Cape. And so there mm. are a lot of sharks mm-hmm. in Cape Cod. So anyways, I don't think it actually helps keeping the sharks away, but in my mind it does. So yeah, so he gave me this board and it was like this beautiful gesture and gift. And like a week later, I got pregnant with my second kid. So then I never really got to use it. And so in the winter, there are fewer, if any, sharks. And so, and because the East Coast doesn't get huge waves in the summer, their biggest waves, their biggest falls come through usually in the winter. Um, the surf scene here is actually very strong in the winter. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. said something on Instagram once. I was like, yeah, I want to get into winter surfing. I have all of the gear for the most part. And this guy, Tyler, reached out and he's like, you don't know me, but like I live in JP and I've got all the gear and if you ever want to go. And I was like, absolutely. And so it became this joke, like Tyler from the internet, like, please don't kill me. But he's the (laughs) sweetest guy. Um, He's a PhD candidate and he, we met out in the hunt and like had the best morning. And so I hope to do it again. 
But I love that. I love that. Like of all the bad things about the internet, like there's every, every so often there's some good stuff. And like Tyler from the internet is like one of the really great ones, you know? <laughs> and he, he's not throwing a chum around you to direct no, the sharks no, to you no. and not to him or anything sweet. like he's that. He's like, I have cameras, like I have GoPros, like, do you want me to get content? And I would, he brought his oh, drone. Awesome. I was like, I was like, let's just focus on the surfing today. But he did like jump in the water with his GoPro, which is why we got that really great footage (laughs) of my really big wave surfing. But yeah, it was, it was a fun morning and I hope to do more of it. It's just nothing is easy when you have kids, you know, and like driving an hour outside the city each way is yeah. uh, undertaking. So yeah, it's a, commitment. When, it's a commitment. Yeah. When we had our first kid, you know, it was the same, like, Oh, we're going to, we're not going to change our lifestyle. We're going to take the kid with us and we're going to do this stuff. And we would, and it took forever <laughs> and it was never any fun. And so then by the second kid, we're like, I know, it. I totally get it. And it's, you never want to tell like a pregnant person that no. or someone who's expecting. So no. it's, it's tough. It's something you kind of just have to learn on your own. And some people, for them, it's worth it because they're still like, they feel like themselves, which I understand. We do it every mm-hmm. so often, but they, they haven't given up all hope yet. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, what do they say? Like, vacationing with your kids is just parenting in a new location. Like, it's, <laughs> it's the same. It's, it's same washing dishes in stuff. a new sink. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, t- well, talk to us about your start in making running related content. Cause apropos for us, it sounds like in part, it was born out of your postpartum perspective on things. Yes, a little bit. So I'm a physical therapist and I went back to work until the pandemic. Then I was home with the, with just one and I was pregnant with the other. Mm-hmm. And when I went back to work, so my work with November project didn't technically end when I left SF. I was still working with the two co-founders to kind of manage volunteer co-leaders around the world and keep in touch with them and just create content. And that always kind of fulfilled this creative role in my head, like that one side of my brain, because PT can get pretty redundant. And Mm -hmm. then that ended. And when that ended, I was like, oh, I can't (laughs) just be a physical therapist. I can't do that 40 hours a week. It's a very hard job. It's emotionally draining. And so I started kind of like brainstorming and I got into, I started playing around with my camera. I bought more cameras and then I started this video production company that does legacy videos and family films. So I would interview people all about their life and make a beautiful video for the family. So they have it for decades to come. And that was great, but it wasn't fun. You know, it was another emotional job. And so my friend Sasha around, I think it was about May of just last year, came to visit and she was like, why don't you just start doing comedy stuff? And I was like, no way. I don't want to be in front of the camera. And she's like, just do it. Just make a couple. And so I made two. And I was like, oh, I guess this isn't that embarrassing. (laughs) Because I also, like, (laughs) I've never taken, like, a selfie. Like, I'm the type of person who used Instagram to kind of show you where I was, but I was never really in that much of the photos, you know, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. that's never was, Mm -hmm. like, my use for social media. So this was a very big jump for me to not only, like, be Mm -hmm. the star of my videos, but also then be, like, writing them and creating them and editing them. 
But yeah, so then it just took off. And luckily through November Project and through friends, I have many contacts in the run world. And so I just kind of started sending my videos out. I only had like 3,000 followers, but I was like, if you guys have any interest in these, and they started to pick up speed for paid content. So yeah. Hmm. Well, good for Sasha. That's an interesting journey. Yeah. It's not your typical one, I don't think. Usually people have like a very... (laughs) a very big, like a goal, like a a specific goal of like how they envision Uh this all going down. And mine was like, I don't know, it will probably end tomorrow, which is like still how I feel. (laughs) Well, you're very funny. Have you always been funny? It just started. No, I don't know. Um, (laughs) When you gave up hope after the kids. And your your content is really good. You do a great job with the editing. I think your dialogue and the way you do the brands and stuff is very good. You've got a good vision. I can see that now that you explain your journey, it makes more sense because you're uh, your stuff is very professional as well as being funny. And the camera loves you. You should have always been in front of the camera. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I've never been down the theater route. I've always been a science girl. So yeah, this is very, very new. Never had any like aspirations of acting or... Never really. Nothing at all. No. Well, I'm glad you found it. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> so let's be serious. Do you think you'd have one-tenth the fodder of content if you weren't a mother runner? Ooh, no. <laughs> I actually, like, the first video to take off was the mm-hmm. stroller video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that went viral by any means. I mean, it had, like, over a million views, which for me was completely mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. And I think I bounced from, like, three to, like, 9,000 followers in a week. And I was like, well, here I go. I'm going to be famous. <laughs> not really i thought it was all kind of a joke but and that one especially like we talk about like the quality of the videos that one actually drives me the most mad because it's completely overexposed i had my husband Mm. hold the camera and Mm -hmm. i was like were you not even looking through the you know (laughs) so i tried to edit it best i could but it was a mess of course, people on social media don't really care that much about that stuff. But for me, I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to redo it. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Hey, so we're going to pause for some details and discounts from our sponsors. Stay with us. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All 
All right. So for folks who, who haven't seen that video, other than telling us that it's a little overexposed, talk a little bit about what is in that reel, because I also love that your caption for it is just, no one has higher hopes than a pregnant runner. <laughs> well, it speaks a lot to what we were just referencing, which is like, oh gosh, you just really have this vision and you have to maintain that op- optimism. You have to. That's the only way to get through pregnancy mm-hmm. or Mm-hmm. or any type of expectant. I don't want to speak just to pregnancy, people adopt or foster or whatever. But um, yeah, in the video is a fake pregnant woman talking about how she can't wait to get back into running right after she gives birth mm-hmm. <laughs> and that she bought the really expensive <laughs> running stroller, which we all know is like $500, may even be more at this point. And it is mm-hmm. a great stroller. I actually really love my Thule stroller, but I just don't use it for running because the the reality is I put my kid in it and he throws things out. He's constantly asking for snacks, whining, whatever. There's lots of stops. <laughs> if you run past a playground, you absolutely have to stop. Mm-hmm. That's actually a scene that, that got cut. <laughs> I'm running towards a playground and then I make a 180 <laughs> spin around because I don't want him to see it. It was hard to tell what it was, so I was like, I'll just cut it. But yeah, so so she's talking about how she can't wait until she's running every single day with that baby. Like all of the miles are going to be stroller miles. Mm -hmm. But my reality, and it's not everyone's, but my reality is that stroller running is incredibly difficult. And it's only when I absolutely have to get out of the house and I have no other way to do it but to bring my child with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love at the end when you, you kind of ditch, obviously, the child's not really in it, and you start running off without it. And you, then you're like, Laura, you can't run without the kid. I mean, that actually happened at one point. I was like, maybe if I just like do like a 200 meter loop, you know, and I just kind of like run and I can always see the, the stroller, but he's yeah. just sitting in it watching me. I mean, the things that go through your mind, you're like, I just don't yeah. want to be pushing you anymore. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's what, that's when Child Protective <laughs> Services shows up and crushes that right. run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I, I also love your different kinds of crosswalk runners. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are so many more, too. My favorite, and like, I actually really don't mind this, is when I do one that's like that, where it's the different categories of a runner, and then everyone in the comments like, mm-hmm. you missed this. Like, I actually don't mind it, because it, it just shows you how many different versions of runners there are out there. Of course, I'm never going to gather Mm -hmm. all of the different types of runners in one little skit. It's just kind of like, it's almost Mm -hmm. like a little teaser that gets things going and then people like dive into all the different stuff. Um, That's a good example of that. Mm-hmm. When I first started running, I would run at the crosswalk, and then after uh, you know a year or so, I'd be like, Psst. <laughs> oh, man. "I've never been, I have never oh. been a runner at the crosswalk." <laughs> Sarah and I would try to try to time the crosswalk so it would stop by the time we got yes, there. You know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't want it to be green when you get there. Be like, <laughs> absolutely. A little slower. It's gonna turn. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, thanks for helping us laugh at some actually serious issues women runners face, like being catcalled on running and getting less money on college scholarships. You know, there's a lot going into being a being a woman runner that a lot of people just don't think about, you know, being followed, all that kind of stuff. That's that's important. I'm glad you're bringing that up. Yeah, I I try and kind of keep it light. Of course, all my stuff is G-rated, but um, it's impossible for me to not 
make the jabs when I can or mm-hmm. <laughs> speak up. Like the catcalling one was truly supposed to be like a, like a funny kind of like even the music in the background. It's like very jovial, lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's touching upon a much more serious topic, which is women's safety when they're out running or walking or existing. But it's it's also kind of predictable how it just like once the algorithm took it, mm. um, you never know who's going to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the first hundred comments were all very supportive and laughing. And then it took a turn. And that's pretty much the truth for almost all my videos. If the mm. algorithm chooses to take it that day into outer space, um, mm. the people who see it were not intended really to see it. And then mm. they are confused and then they react. <laughs> Mm. And I'm like, this wasn't made for you, though. You're not even a runner. That's why you don't get it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I need to go back then and read some of the later comments because, you know, I, when I would look at your stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, just look at the first couple. You know, people are laughing. They're giving you kudos or whatever. Oh, that's interesting that it rabbit holes oh, on you. Chips. Yeah, th- it's not many of them, but I have like, like a re- I'm really good at setting boundaries. And one of them is reading comments. And mm-hmm. so. Uh, for that one in particular, the cat calling, I haven't looked at it since probably like two hours after I posted it. Mm. I saw the comments were starting to spiral and I said, I'll never look at this again. <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. And my friends are like, so I looked yesterday. It's bad. And I'm like, oh, gosh, don't look, guys. <laughs> it's really not that bad on the spectrum of, you know, mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what could actually be out there. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's definitely times where, people or I feel like they comment on me or um my facial features or my looks I'm pretty quick to if I see it I Mm -hmm. delete it and I block the person immediately and I have no qualms about that I'm like I don't freedom of speech not on my page (laughs) (laughs) there are trolls out there that just want to get a reaction you know they they might not even believe what they're saying but they're just looking to start something to engage and they usually aren't followers. Right. Like they're people who just kind of stumbled upon the video. Mm-hmm. Ignore or them, block like, them, move on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Same, totally same thing on. in real life, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk creative process. From what I've read online, it seems like you get a lot of input for your reels from running buddies. Is that the case? Uh, it is sometimes more so at the beginning. Now it's, um, I have like two or three specifically it's been really fun to get paid because then I can pay my friends. Mm, that's generous of you. Well, they do like some really great work for me. If, if I'm like, okay, this is the brand's concept. How can we make it 10,000 times funnier? <laughs> <laughs> or if they're just for me and I, they're not for a brand, um, sometimes I can't pay people, but we still have a good time like having like a round table of ideas of stuff to make. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just write them down mm-hmm. for future brand ideas um, that I can present or pitch. But yeah, it's it's been really fun to work like I don't love working alone. And so I will, I try and write every morning. I think it was Jerry Seinfeld who said, you have to write a joke every single day. And that's mm. stuck with me. This, okay. This is also mm-hmm. a quote that I probably heard about 15 years ago and I have never forgotten it. And I was not trying to be a comedian. <laughs> so like these <laughs> things have like, we're all in a simulation. This is part of the simulation, but so I do try and write every morning, even if it's just for half an hour and it's just jibber jabber, but it's um, trying to get ideas out and it usually works out into something, even if it's an idea that percolates, you know, a, a month later. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then from there 
I have either pitched to certain brands like, oh, oh, I think this would work really well for your brand. Or if they come to me and I say, okay, these are four concepts that I have for you guys. And then I usually, my friends tend to excel in the concept area. So they come up with a bigger picture and then I usually write mm-hmm. the scripts and then we kind of like edit them together. But, and then I have a friend who's a videographer. So a lot of the stuff, most of the stuff I end up filming by myself with a tripod. But if it's one where I'm like running, like a couple of the Brooks ads, you'll see I'm like running alongside the videographer. I'm able to hire him mm-hmm. and it just feels really good to be able to pay your friends. You know, it's like, We're all so used to like asking our friends for help. And of course, that's warranted, especially when you're first starting out. But to get to a place where I can actually pay them a fair wage is really nice. And I hope that I can do it on a much bigger scale, you know, in the next few years. But we'll see. Or I'll go back to PT. Like, this is my whole life. Or or I'll be done tomorrow. I don't know. (laughs) So, so when you're filming your content, you know, sometimes you're outside and you're in an area where there are a lot of people. Do you have a lot of like looky lookies or, you know, come on, move along folks or how does that go for you? I am like, I'm so embarrassed. And my friends are like, you have to get over it. Like you're an influencer now. This is just what they do in the wild. And I'm like, I can't do it. I cannot do it. I have to be like somewhat alone. If I have a videographer with me, if I have my friend Chris with me, I feel much more comfortable because it almost seems more official, right? Like someone's like Mm -hmm. following you. This is a commercial, you know, whereas like it's you and a tripod (laughs) in the woods. Like how embarrassing is that? And so (laughs) I usually wait until there's no, I definitely wait until there's no people. There are definitely people who like walk by me and they look curiously, but they don't stop. (laughs) There was one that I did for Brooks and it was the different characters of a run club and I filmed it in a um a star market parking lot so like there's like this extension Mm. to the parking lot that's always completely empty and I was like this will be good it's shaded there won't be crazy sun whatever and multiple times throughout that like hour that I was in this part of the parking lot, cars would just come over. I swear they're doing drug deals. They were just coming <laughs> over for no reason and just parking. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like we're, we're a good quarter mile from the rest of the cars. Like, why are you over here? And I just can't do it. I get so distracted. It's just. I know it's something I just have to get over and just keep, because like everyone's out there with their phones filming themselves. It's not even a weird thing to see anymore. Like, no, but uh-uh. I still can't mm-hmm. do it. It's still mortifying That's for funny. me. Well, it, it doesn't come through with your video. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you've talked Don't about. Don't even see the drug deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine I caught it on the back and I was like, oh, okay. Right, exactly. I got their What's going plate. on in the background <laughs> there? <laughs> oh my gosh. So you've talked about some of your brand videos and I, I'm intrigued that sometimes you get hired to do them that I just thought it was all, you know, you mining them for the brands, kind of personifying them and, and mock, you know, poking fun at them. So I was originally wondering if, and the brands have gotten their noses out of joint and asked you to take the content down. But now it sounds like some of them are in on the joke. And so they are, they're paying you to do it. I love that. Right. So it's like the dream job. So the ones that <laughs> 96% of the videos that are on my Instagram right now, as of March 15th, um, mm-hmm. are not 
they were not paid for. They, they're most mm-hmm. of them. I just like made for myself. So the ones where I'm making fun of brands, like very much so are like, I'm going out on a limb and being like, okay, I hope I don't burn any bridges in the process. Um, yeah. And for poor the most Skechers. part, I know Skechers, <laughs> Skechers won't be reaching out anytime soon. So I do no, have to not. weigh that, right? Like, okay, am I willing to lose this connection or am I going to roast this guy for the most part, almost every single brand has reached out and laughed. Like they can't mm. publicly, I think, post a lot of the times, like their legal team advises them not to comment, mm. but <laughs> I will hear from somebody on their team being like, that, that was funny. Like that was funny. That was pretty accurate. That was, I, I love how funny. you have Ulta just uh, never shutting up. Just always. <laughs> just really excited <laughs> and, to be included. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know, people that wear, wear Ultas too, they just are always like, oh yeah, let me tell you. And you're like, mm, okay, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I actually love Ulta, but yeah. <laughs> but that was very good. Uh, thank you. Um, but yeah, the, like there are certain brands right now who I'm talking to, to do certain events for and, um, and to essentially roast them and do like, a, like a comedy section of like a very miniature roast and I'm like I love this um, I'm about to mm. put out a video with Strava in the next month or two where I essentially make fun of all running documentaries and oh, the good. tone and how there's always like the same they're beautifully done but it's like the same images right like the runner getting out of bed mm-hmm. the runner like going out the in sun the dark up. yes yes mm-hmm. and so and i was so not jazzed. looking for where she's gonna poop yes i mean you nailed it you nailed a lot of the scenes already <laughs> oh, I, I, i've been on a run yeah <laughs> and i was so jazzed that i was like we love the script cool sounds good and i'm like awesome so yeah these brands that are like so willing to laugh at themselves obviously brooks is one that i've worked a lot with so far this year mm-hmm. they're so fun to work with because they're like yeah go for it make fun of us in the process you know that's great as long as you're not like outwardly offending people (laughs) (laughs) um go for it and so it's been a joy nice nice so you alluded to this earlier but but are there folks who don't understand your humor or who take offense to some of your bits oh i always get messages (laughs) oh (laughs) more so people who are like (laughs) Who like drop into my DMs and be like, agree to disagree. And I'm like, what? No, what? No, we're not. This isn't even up for debate. Like, who cares? You know? Or like, they, uh, my DMs are really funny because they're just completely full of a lot of personal stories, which Mm. it's like kind of an honor in a way that like people feel safe and and are able to like share stuff with someone they've never met. Mm -hmm. But almost every message is a good one, two, three paragraphs long. Wow. (laughs) These people who are like, oh my gosh, let me tell you about this one thing that happened to me once when I was running. And I try and read all of them. It's pretty hard, but there's a lot. But yeah, there are people that will always get kind of offended or I've been very kind of, like I said, G-rated and apolitical Mm -hmm. about some things. Like I put up something the other day about what's going on with Tennessee and drag shows and trying Mm -hmm. to prevent people from hosting drag shows. And I got a ton of like hate messages, which was not surprising. I have over a hundred thousand followers. So at this point there's gonna be a lot there's gonna be a lot of um diversity there, I guess, mm-hmm. for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. But mm-hmm. 
Mm. It, the only thing that it made me feel, I mean, if they were hateful, I would say goodbye and block them. If they were <laughs> looking to engage in a conversation, I would engage for a little while, test the waters, see if they were actually willing to talk about it and then feel it out. But the thing that it just like, the only thing that I really took away from that moment was my empathy for people in the space that, that deal with this every single day. You mm. know, like I... Yeah. I am so lucky to be in such like a happy-go-lucky runner space mm-hmm. and not trying to advocate for for human rights, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which like some things to me seem so obvious, like this is just a human right, but to others it's not. And they must get DMs full of trash every single day and how damaging that must be to your spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I wish I could like bottle that up and... I've always like knew that that would be part of it about being on social media and gaining followers. Mm-hmm. But man, like, like I'm friends with Patty Gonia. Do you know Patty? No. Mm-mm. Oh, she's wonderful. She's, um, she's out in Bend, Oregon. Mm. And I just want to like, you know, like embrace her and be like, man, like your social media is such like an amazing place in order to spread awareness and to motivate and to get people activated for causes. But then it can also be such a place of hurt. And it's, I just, uh, the people, the, the stuff that people do on social media in order to make this world a better place, like they are putting their bodies at the front, of, you know, they're putting mm-hmm. their mind, body, and spirit at like the front lines yeah. just to kind of like, because every DM you don't know, is this going to be mm-hmm. support or is this going to be a landmine? And yeah, yeah. I just feel so lucky that, I mean, mine are all support. They really are. They're all support unless I put up something a little mm-hmm. bit different, but yeah. Uh, I don't know mm. why I ended up on that tangent, but it's just been something I've been thinking so much about since I received those messages. I was like, wow, like this doesn't yeah. bother me, but man, I can't imagine getting a thousand of them a day, you know? Yeah. Just, just that waking up and every day get, getting smacked in the face all yes. over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's courageous to do that. Um, we have a lot of TMI topics at another by the runner. Do you mind those sort of topics for laughs? You, I think you do, you know, the yeah. <laughs> upset stomachs and upset stomachs and poops and stuff. Yeah. Losing nails. And yeah. Yeah. There's always a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I Part of me feels like that's kind of too easy of a joke. Yeah. Yeah. It feels it's, like a layup. It's kind know? of like been I, done. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't made that many videos that kind of, fully address like the pooping on the run but they're always they're always layered in there yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah your, your stuff is a little more sophisticated but that's good oh thank you yeah. <laughs> you're a little bit above poopy yeah. <laughs> just a touch just yeah. a touch yeah 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 okay so we know to be looking for some brand videos from you but what else is in your future in terms of uh, perhaps are you doing a races this year Yes, yeah, so I'm actually running Paris. I'm running oh, the Paris wow. Marathon in two ooh, weeks. La, la. <laughs> I know. Ooh, la, la. Wow. Um, having bit of a, I posted this morning about a bit of a, a blister issue currently mm. where <laughs> I've had blisters my whole life and I've managed them my whole life. And for some reason, this one's just not healing the way I want it to. Mm. And um, one thing that's working in my favor is about one and a half miles into my run, it goes numb. So (laughs) (laughs) it's something I think I'll be able to get to the start line with, but I am trying to nip that in the bud. Is it on your, on your foot? Yeah. Like, so in between my toes, I have a curved toe. Mm. So like 
the inner spoon is like has a cut but then which it's like not like a popped blister it's like it's almost like a wound and then Mm. the outer spoon had like a bubbly blister which i can handle that one that's no problem Mm. Mm. but yeah i ordered all types of new stuff today so we'll see how it goes and i'm Mm. getting those socks i was about to say in gingy in gingy socks Mm -hmm. yeah i got those Mm -hmm. you can definitely make some content out of those socks (laughs) i know i know (laughs) but that means i have to put my feet on the internet and that is something i'm not allowed i don't think I'll. that's where you draw the line (laughs) my feet are so bad they're so so bad there's space for everything on the internet (laughs) you suddenly gain all these new followers <laughs> don't don't check the DMs. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, yeah, the- so I'm running Paris, and then yeah. that's exciting. And then I'll be, of course, at Boston because I live in Boston, and yeah. so I'll be doing a bunch of events that weekend. Mm-hmm. I basically just told my husband like. I'll be gone Friday to Monday, and I'll just <laughs> be on my bike and mm-hmm. riding around town. And then I am going to Snohomish in May. So I'm going to start doing like more live events and at races, not necessarily racing them. Mm. That race in particular, I'm supposed to be running like alongside Des Linden. (laughs) (laughs) In Snohomish? Why why up there? Oh, is that the, uh, not the light at the end of the tunnel or whatever? It's the the women's run. It's run by their running company. Oh. Yeah. Huh. We're wow. uh we're down here in Portland, Oregon, so we oh, we know from Snohomish. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that should be fun. Uh, mm. if I can keep up with yeah. her and her easy day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah that's kind of a challenge yeah. there. Yeah, you know, thanks I, for that. What I have working in my favor is it's like two weeks after Boston, so she'll be pretty beat up. So. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> take take some rocks and stick them in her backpack. Or exactly. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you must be fatigued. Yeah, you probably need the rest <laughs> oh my gosh yeah oh. so trying i it's hard when you have kids i mean hard it's hard for everyone but it's i find it particularly hard to to leave try and limit myself to one maybe two trips a month mm-hmm. but the problem is a lot of these events are on the weekend so like right. if they were during the week i think i'd, I'd i would stack them up but like, cause they're in daycare during the week but when i miss weekends it hits mm-hmm. a little deeper for yeah. me so and it's just more work for my husband i don't know like one week a month uh i can go take off and feel okay about it there's a couple races i'm talking to right now about bringing them with Mm. me which would be very fun and kind of turning it into Mm -hmm. a family trip Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. yes in theory Mm -hmm. it will okay it won't be fun but it will alleviate my mom guilt (laughs) (laughs) which is a certain level so and if they're in cool places and they have the budget i'll use the entire budget of what they were planning to pay me to fly them out i don't that's nice yeah like i i want to be able to do that at least once a quarter and just make it into like watch mom work a little and then have fun oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and so. so and you're going to paris by yourself i am going to paris mm. by myself i was hoping my husband could come out for the long weekend but we got some some family stuff going down so we're just gonna he's gonna stay mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. well have a blast doing yeah. that i'm envious of that trip yeah, nice. yeah. Me too. yeah. i'm like so excited mm-hmm. i put together all of my looks this mm. morning <laughs> and they're not running clothes it's like all like my best clothes getting my lining up my shoes i was like oh i'm actually gonna have to check a bag for this trip uh, that sounds lovely I gotta look good in paris exactly exactly well really fun talking with you laura thanks so much for joining us yeah thanks for having me
Well, she was great. She is so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you can tell she's a good runner, too, and mm-hmm. a good surfer, even though she, like, you know, <laughs> makes it look like she's just sort of average. I can tell she's above average. <laughs> and and she's such a cutie, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, fun to laugh. And you were the perfect co-host, might I say. Oh, really well, on thank that. you. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, as we come into spring, if you're looking for some new running gear, maybe a cute tank top, Ooh. a lifestyle tee, maybe a hat or two. Freshen up for the spring. Exactly. Yes. A little refresh for the spring. We got you covered in the Mother Runner store. Lots of trucker hats on sale Ooh. and some hoodies. If you're still in the market for one of those, we got some of those on sale. So, and yeah, and we definitely have a new heart run. So a love run tank top. That's very cute. It's purple. We really gave into, we had so many demands for purple. Yeah. Purple's a new color. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not much of a purple person, but I gave into it and I think it looks really pretty. Oh, so, I love purple. Oh, good, good, good. So uh, head on over to anothermotherrunner.com and click on store. Again, anothermotherrunner.com, click on store. And we have a firm in our store, so you can make payments as you go. So the retail shock isn't quite so acute. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff. Laura, before you go, can I ask you one question? Yeah. Uh, so I just had a knee replacement. What do you think about running after a knee replacement? Oh, yeah, you'll do good. Ooh, all right. I like yeah. you. She was asking. I have no a- idea how old you are, but you sound young. Oh, so let's, I'm like, a young 55. Way- oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the like what they're doing now is like so impressive in terms of um, returning to, to sport. And like there's a lot of like my patients would return to like tennis and pickleball and that stuff. Mm-hmm. So running is right there with it that pounding mm. how long ago did you get it done three weeks uh you got time i mean you gotta gotta give it oh time. yeah <laughs> i'm not going out today yeah all right no i'm just it's, trying to sleep through a, the night but yeah it's a brutal recovery it is. isn't uh, it it's yeah but you'll get out there i mean i think about like okay the pounding's one thing but like the range that you need to run really isn't that much it's not like you're gonna be a sprinter no <laughs> it's not like you need to get like your knee all the way back yeah. so it's mm-hmm. like just got to make sure you're incredibly strong before you start doing it and then you'll be good all right well i appreciate that laura thank you